from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hi there, I'm Graham VK4BB with the National News for Week commencing September 12, 2021. And in today's news, WIA DX Awards Manager Graham Alston VK3GA. Editor-in-Chief Amateur Radio Magazine Roger Harrison VK2ZRH. WIA National News Regular Correspondents VK3FFF Bruce, VK4FUQ Felix and VK2LAW Jason. We'll also have Mark Bosmer, VK2KI, VK6QI from that VK6 Club of Renown, Peel Amateur Radio Group and Simon Rumble, WIA Publications Committee. But first up, WIA DX Awards Manager Graham Alston, VK3GA. The WIA has added an exciting new feature to its DX Awards program, Groups. A group is similar to a leaderboard, but very much more flexible and are available for all members of the awards program, not just VKs. There is an almost infinite number of groups that can be defined, and they are in effect a highly specialised leaderboard. This allows the creation of groups like SSB only and Clublog Top 50. Local clubs can set up a group for their own members to compete amongst themselves. The possibilities are virtually endless. Groups can have an optional sponsor who may also wish to offer an incentive for the winner of their group. There are already several groups to find, so have a look and join as many as you like. Members are free to suggest a group that might attract at least three members. 73 from Graham Alston, VK3GA, Awards Manager. This is Editor-in-Chief of Herman Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Yeah, yeah, back in the saddle again. Earlier this week, the files for issue 5 were uploaded to the printer's server and the magazine was delivered to the mailing house and distributor at the end of the week. The latest edition of Owner Radio Magazine will be with you this coming week. While I have your attention, have you done our reader survey? Your magazine, your view, please. You will find an advertisement on page 7 of this issue that includes a QR code. Scan that with your smartphone and off you go. Or just put the web address into your browser. We would love to hear about your ideas and opinions about the magazine to help shape its future. Completing the survey only takes about 12 minutes. So, what do we have in store for readers in issue 5? A big feature covers the Antarctic adventures of Australian amateurs. Appropriately, the front cover features a spectacular photo of an aurora over Casey Station. This came from Rex Monker, the K7MO, who was the director of the Australian Antarctic Division over 1988 to 1998. Did you know that? Rex has written us an article about his time with the Antarctic Division. While outlining the whys and wherefores of Australia's interests and operations down south, Rex provides some history on the involvement of Australian amateurs in Antarctica. Further than that, we have a series of tell-all stories from seven Australian amateurs who spent a year down south, beginning in what's known as the intrepid era of the early 1970s, then through the 80s, 90s and the noughties. To top that, we have a story from one amateur down south right now. G'day Paul, VK0PD at Casey Station if you're listening. This issue, we launch a new regular feature. Newcomer's Notebook. But wait, didn't that used to run in AR Mag decades ago? Well, yes. 
PubCom member Jules Perrin, VK3 Fox Juliet Papa, has embarked on reviving Newcomer's Notebook and updating content for today's audience. The original series was written by Rod Chambliss, VK3 UG, who has endorsed Jules's initiative. As before, the content of Newcomer's Notebook covers topics directed at people starting out in amateur radio and will answer questions on subjects related to electronics and communications. The subject for this first one is power mains safety and electrical hazards in communications equipment. But that's not all. We also have a review of the Zhigu G90 HF portable transceiver, an RF field strength meter with audible indicator project to build, the return of the VHF UHF column from David VK5 Kilo Kilo, the Lara News, and so much more. Sit tight. It will soon be with you. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for Week A1WIA News. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, and yes, it is international news from our three IARU regions. With thanks to IARU, RSGB, RAC, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, NZART, EHAM, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. We begin with news from Region 1. Tango Mike 100 Alpha Alpha, 100 years of amateur radio in France. For the centenary of the first official authorisation of an amateur station, the RAF is using Tango Mike 100 Alpha Alpha from September 1 to 15. The call sign 8 Alpha Alpha was assigned to Andre Reese September 3, 1921. Andre was born in 1894 and was authorised at the age of 27 to use a transmitter of his own construction with a power of 1 kilowatt. It became Echo Foxtrot 8 Alpha Alpha. Europe, France, 8 Alpha Alpha in 1927, then Fox 8 Alpha Alpha in 1932, and was active until his death in 1982. News from Region 2. ARRL has responded to that news story by WFTV Channel 9, alleging a radio amateur was told to remove his antenna following a complaint made by a neighbour it interfered with her insulin pump. The news story appears to stem from a two-year-old complaint the pump had malfunctioned due to the radio amateur's operations a few doors down, said ARRL lab manager Ed Hare, Whiskey One Romeo Foxtrot India. The story is lacking any details or timeline, so I contacted the radio amateur involved for information and volunteered ARRL's assistance. Hare explained that medical devices such as insulin pumps are regulated by the US Food and Drug Administration specifically for EMC purposes and are expected to be capable of operating in all the RF environments likely to be encountered by consumers. Hare noted that there is an FDA recall for the model number of the insulin pump in question in approximately the same time frame, but with so few details there's no way of knowing whether the recall applies to the serial number used or whether the exact unit has the mechanical defect indicated in the recall notice that could cause the malfunction, explained Hare. It's also become apparent that there's no actual evidence connecting the amateur's transmissions to operation of the insulin pump, 
Hare was told that the amateur agreed to run tests to establish whether there was a cause and effect, but the neighbour declined. Hare commented, While there's no arguments for a radio amateur to stop transmitting due to the alleged interference of a non-radio device, the preferred path with any complaint is for neighbours to work together. The ARRL Board of Directors has formally endorsed a proposed program calling on ARRL to cover the $35 application fee for licensed candidates younger than 18 years old. The FCC is not expected to implement the $35 application fee schedule until sometime in 2022. The board approved the Youth Licensing Grant Program at its July meeting. The program concept first raised at the board's annual meeting in January was reviewed by an ad hoc committee, which expanded the scope of the original motion. Goals of the program include expanding the reservoir of trained operators, technicians and electronic experts within the amateur radio community and removing a financial obstacle to young people who wish to acquire an amateur radio licence as a means of encouraging potential careers in science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Electricity from sweat A team at the University of California, San Diego, published a report in the journal Energy and Environmental Science about small biofuel cells that can harvest enough energy from the sweat on a person's fingertips to power wearable medical sensors that track health and nutrition. A biofuel cell that fits into thin pads that are stuck to the fingertips soaks up sweat into thin layers of foam where an enzyme oxidizes lactate in the sweat to create an electrical charge. The enzymes then also replace the precious metals normally found in batteries. Each finger pad can generate 20 to 40 microwatts of power and harvest 300 millijoules of energy per square centimetre during 10 hours of sleep. Enough for lightweight sensors that detect a range of metrics such as heart rate, vitamin deficiencies and glucose levels. Currently, the enzyme that is the key to the reaction begins to break down and become ineffective after two weeks. Using a larger, flexible patch a few centimetres across stuck to the skin has been used to power a radio for two days at Bluetooth power levels with sensors and the transmitter all contained in the sticky patch. News from Region 3. New Zealand's NZART has published a new draft amateur radio band plan and comments are invited up until October 10. A call book will be produced this year. The intention is to not only have the band plans available online, but also have them as accurate as possible for the book. In their report submitted to the 2021 IARU Region 3 conference, Thailand's National Amateur Radio Society, RAST, reported that there are close on 83,000 licensed radio amateurs in the country, with a population of 69 million. Following the full legalisation of amateur radio in Thailand by the authorities in 1987 and the staging of examinations initially for the novice licence, but later with the assistance of RAST, also for the intermediate class licences and then advanced class licences since 2016. The number of Thai amateur radio operating licences issued has increased dramatically. Today, Thailand ranks fourth in the world. Japan heads the list with 1.2 million amateur radio operators, followed by the United States with close on 680,000 operators, while South Korea now comes third, 
with 141,000 ham operators. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Slow CW event shortly in today's WIA National News. The news service with just the facts, not the presenter's opinions. It's to West Australia with news of this event. But, make a note, the Oceania contest is rolling closer. Voice from 0800 hours UTC South October 2, to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 3. CW from 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 9, to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 10. Spring VHF UHF field days November 27, 28. December 4 and 5, 160 metres worldwide. December 11, 12, 10 metres worldwide. Just ahead of opening our DX window today, we are joined by Mark Bosmer, VK2KI, stroke VK6QI, for the Peel Amateur Radio Group. So the Peel Amateur Radio Group has been encouraging its newer members to learn the art of CW and, for us oldies, to rekindle what's probably a lost skill. So our uh, living legend, Tony, VK6DQ, has been running CW training sessions each night at 7pm on 146.550 FM, in the Mandurah area, and to encourage members to give it a go, we're running uh, on-air CW exchange nights on 80 metres. So in conjunction with this, we've also run two slow CW contests on 80 metres so far this year. So we're pleased to announce that the next slow CW event will be held on Saturday, September 18th, and will be open to all amateurs and shortwave listeners. In the first two trial events, the Peel Amateur Radio Group encouraged non-members to join the fun by working PARG members. But for the next event, we've gone all out and made it a national event open to all in the Oceania region. Exchanges with any station will earn points with extra multipliers for contact with PARG members, portables and so on. And for those in Eastern Australia, we'll have at least one PARG member station operating if conditions at the time don't favour the long haul to WA. The aim of the PARG-friendly uh, slow CW powwow is to encourage amateurs to find and dust off their Morse keys to learn how easily or how easy friendly CW exchanges can be and mostly to have a bit of fun. So if you're interested in giving this old mode a go, this is a great opportunity. The event will by no means be a competition. It's all about encouraging us onto 80 metres for some fun by trying to, access, to successfully exchange signal reports slowly and with lots of repeats. So if you feel that your Morse uh, might not be up to speed though, or if you can't find your Morse key, you could even enter as an SWL. So the details are available on the Peel Amateur Radio Group website, www.parg.org.au. That's www.parg.org.au. And then just click on What's New and follow the link to the Slow CW Powwow. There's also a set of handy-dandy hints for those who are new to the mode or, like me, have forgotten how. So the Slow CW Powwow will be held on a portion of 80 metres on Saturday, September the 18th, between 1100 UTC and 1300 UTC. So that's uh, 2100 to 2300 hours Eastern Australian time or 1900 to 2100 hours WA time. 
That's 7pm to 9pm, folks. The event will be in uh, half-hour blocks, so there'll be plenty of opportunity for repeat contacts and more fun. So please give it a go, no matter how bad you think you are. It's all about having a go and having some fun. So cheers from David Millett, the Secretary of uh, the PL Amateur Radio Group, VK6FAAZ, and me, Mark Bosmer, VK2KI and VK6QI, for the Peel Amateur Radio Group. Thanks, Mark. Now the DX window. Portugal. CQ 750 RSI throughout 2021 commemorates the 750th anniversary of the birth of Elizabeth of Aragon, the Queen Consort of Portugal and patron saint of their city of Coimbra. Finland, OH. OH 100 SRL is QIB during 2021, celebrating the centennial of the Finnish Amateur Radio League. QSL via Bureau. To celebrate the 40th anniversary of the International Police Association Radio Club of Switzerland, look for station HP40 Police to be active until December 31st on 166 metres. Argentina, LU. Special event station L21RCA is QIV during all of 2021. To celebrate the 100th anniversary of the IARU Member Society, Radio Club Argentina. Taiwan. QRV is BX30 ARL until the end of 2021, marking the 30th anniversary of the Chinese Taipei Amateur Radio League. BX30 ARL. They haven't heard on 40 through 26 metres. Poland. Special event stations SN0ZOSP and SN100ZOSP are QRV until February 5, 2022. To celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Association of the Voluntary Fire Brigades of the Republic of Poland. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce VK3FFF. Good morning, or Good afternoon, depending on where and when you are. Worldwide, special interest group news, astronomical. Who kick-started radio astronomy? One can only imagine what great Reba's neighbours thought when in 1937 the amateur radio enthusiast erected in his yard a nearly 10 metre wide shallow bowl of sheet metal perched atop an adjustable scaffold and topped by an open pyramid of gangly towers. Little could his neighbours have known that they were witnessing the birth of a new way of looking at the cosmos. Reba was building the world's first dedicated radio telescope. Unlike traditional telescopes, which use lenses or mirrors to focus visible light, this contraption used metal and circuitry to collect interstellar radio waves, low-frequency ripples of electromagnetic radiation. With his homemade device, Reba made the first map of the sky as seen with radio-sensitive eyes and kicked off the field of radio astronomy. Today, radio astronomy is a global enterprise. More than 100 radio telescopes, from spidery antennas hunkered low to the ground to supersized versions of Reba's dish that span hundreds of metres, they dot the globe. 
these eyes on the sky have been so game-changing that they've been at the centre of no fewer than three Nobel Prizes. Worldwide, special interest groups, ATV, every pixel tells a story. Adrian, VK2 ABS, an avid SSTV fan, hosts a net every fortnight on 2 metre repeater 147125 MHz with 91.5 Hz tone on the central coast of New South Wales. Give a shout out to find days and dates or on the web at ccarc.org.au. The net consists of two to three rounds, predominantly in Scotty 2 mode. You don't even need a computer. If you can record the audio, there are many tools available for you not only record, but to encode your own images into audio files and transmit via your radio. The net attracts many participants, and Adrian, VK2ABS, would love to see you drop in. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. New helps with the old. Morse code encodes a simple text into a sequence of dots, dashes, dits and spaces. It's one of the earliest methods used to transmit messages in the form of audible or visual signals. The Morse code method is primarily used in telecommunication and is famous amongst the amateur radio operators. Now, if you want to translate Morse code on your Windows 11 PC, this article on thewindowsclub.com, or one word, is surely going to help you. In this post from thewindowsclub.com, they list some methods using which you can translate Morse code. Using the mentioned solutions, you can translate a plain text message to the respective Morse code. Also, you can convert Morse code back to plain text. If you want, you can also play the sound of the Morse code as well as download the audio. Just a dash of retro fun from thewindowsclub.com. Hiroyuki Ishada, 7N1PFW, has received the 57th 73 on 73 award. He completed the requirements for the 73 award exclusively using CW. This award is issued for working 73 unique stations on AO73 since September 1st, 2014. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. AO7 entered a period of full illumination last Thursday, which will last until April the 11th, 2022. While in full illumination, the satellite's 24-hour timer automatically switches between Operation In, Mode A, 145 MHz uplink, 29 MHz downlink, and Mode B, 432 MHz uplink, 145 MHz downlink. The Mode A transponder uses a 145.850 to 145.950 MHz uplink and a 29.400 to 29.500 MHz downlink. Unlike the Mode B transponder, the Mode A transponder is non-inverting. QSOs have been made using small, portable 10-metre antennas for the downlink, but a full-size dipole or directional antenna works best. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio 
Feeling pummeled by the pandemic? Try tackling a different type of disaster. Seattle's Emergency Communications Hubs and the Seattle Auxiliary Communications Service ham radio operators are responding to simulated earthquakes on two different Saturdays in September. The Double Trouble exercise will run from 9am to 1pm on September 18th and again on the 25th. It will help in practice responding to the overwhelming requests for help that are likely after the big one hits. Everyone benefits from these drills. Volunteers get better at supporting their communities. The public learns what the hubs can and cannot do, and the overall system gets stronger. Worldwide special interest groups, YOTA, Youngsters on the Air. Catherine Forson, KT5KMF, is the recipient of the 2021 ARRL Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Award. Increasing the interest and participation in amateur radio of those younger than 21 remains a primary effort of ARRL. Underscoring that focus is ARRL's annual bestowing of its premier award, the Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Award, on a young member whose contributions to both amateur radio and her local community embody the ideals of the amateur radio service. Catherine M. Forson, KT5KMF of Plano, Texas, was a technician in 2013 at the age of nine, a general in 2017, and an amateur extra in 2018. Catherine's enthusiasm resulted in her appointment as the North Texas Section Youth Coordinator in 2019. She is an active member of the Plano Amateur Radio Club and Collin County Races and a trained National Weather Service Skywarn Storm Spotter. She has been profiled as a QST member spotlight and participates as an amateur radio operator in public service events such as the Plano Balloon Festival. When not on the radio, Catherine is active in her school and community. A senior at Plano West Senior High School, she carries a 4.46 grade point average and is a member of the National Honor Society, the Spanish Honor Society and her high school band. She serves as a children's lector at her church and is a Dallas Meals on Wheels volunteer. The Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Award consists of a $1,500 cash award and an engraved plaque. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from Sunny Bendigo. Thanks, Bruce. Shortly, special interest group news of a different kind. Thanks to Graham Knight and Bendigo Club. Then the final final from Simon, VK2VRS. But first, remember these dates and events. VK4, we have the Cardwell Gathering, October 1 to 4, and Sunfest, the big one in the southeast Queensland area. VK4 Sunfest, Nambour Showgrounds, October 4. In Perth, it's Perth Tech, October 23. VK3, it's Rosebud Radio Fest, 9.30am, November 14. And also in VK3... Hi, I'm Graham, VK3GRK in Bendigo, presenting SIG's Special Interest Group Sessions in Bendigo. Bendigo Amateur Radio Electronics Club invites you to our September meeting. As we know, there are many areas of interest within amateur radio. 
Special interest group sessions will be held on weekends at the Barrack headquarters. Various amateur radio topics will be covered by members with skills and interests in these areas. But there's more. Barrack SIG sessions will be made available via Zoom, and other radio clubs will be welcome to attend, providing an opportunity to share information and expertise within a wider network. As an introduction, Friday's meeting will cover some of the proposed sessions, such as CW, Introduction to Amateur Radio, Mentoring, JSA Call and WinLink, just to name a few, with many more on the list. Perhaps you have an idea and passion for a SIG session. The presentation commences at 7.30pm, Friday, September 17th, via Zoom. For the Zoom details, see the text version of this broadcast, Barrick Facebook page, or email media at barrick.net.au. Thanks, Graham. Now to the final final. Your magazine, your view. This is Simon Rumble, VK2VSR, the Secretary of the Publications Committee. The Publications Committee is delighted to bring each edition of Amateur Radio magazine to life. We would love to hear about your ideas and opinions about the magazine to help shape its future. Therefore, we ask you to complete this survey covering the content, advertising, and most importantly, what you'd like to see in the magazine. The survey is open to all magazine readers to have a single response each. You'll find the survey URL and QR code in the magazine or on the WAA website. You can then complete the survey online or on your phone or tablet. If you prefer to have a hard copy of the survey sent to you, don't hesitate to contact the WIA National Office. The survey closes on the 22nd of October 2021. If you have questions, please email david at wia.org.au. Many thanks for your participation. The Publication Committee on behalf of the WIA. Thanks, Simon. Now, on behalf of all the crew today, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week here on WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Stay safe, wear a mask. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.